Welcome to the Law of Living Well podcast with your hosts, Allie and Jess. Sit back, grab your wine or coffee. We don't judge. And join our conversation on the lessons, laughs, and real life moments from an 18-year friendship. You ready? Okay, and we're back for another episode of Fridays Unedited. This week, uh, I'm taking you guys on the road with me. I have Jess with us as well, but I am actually in my vehicle at the moment. So we're really getting down and dirty with these episodes. This is dedication if I've ever seen it. Like we love these episodes so much and we've mentioned this like last week too, but it's just fun to kind of get on here without an agenda and really no editing. We take this recording and put it right up and live on a Friday morning. So you're listening to as real and raw as it gets, but it's so funny because we're like, no, we have to do our Fridays unedited. And Allie's like, all right, well, I got a long car ride. So there we go. I'm hopping on. There's nothing like a good Zoom app and you're good to go. I know the power of technology. Like, do you ever think about how like something like Zoom was a little bit foreign to me? I remember a time like I could picture sitting in a conference room at work And we had to call, we had to do like a conference call with like one of our partners or something. And I was like, oh my God, I just, I don't know if I'm on mute. I don't know if my camera's working. I don't, do you go on camera all the time? Or do you do like a little, like, I don't know, just phone conversation. And I remember feeling so foreign with it. And now I feel as if almost every single person I know can operate a Zoom very easily. I remember when I, first graduated and I was working and everything was remote and everyone that I worked with at the time happened to be over the age of 50 at least if not in their 60s so try I didn't even know what I was doing we're switching from teams to zoom back and forth every other day I'm trying to learn it while teaching a bunch of 60 year olds some new technology and it was just such an interesting time but even trying to get this on my phone just now like I felt very out of the time like I feel like nowadays I try to do things on my phone and I feel like an old person that I don't know how to use certain functions on my phone like I'm already losing it at 26 which is scary no I I give you props and you have to give yourself credit because I have a lot of moments like that at work right now where we use a lot of different systems so for example right now we're changing over our benefits and we have a new portal to log on to. And then there's a new, like our providers changing. So I'm thinking like in one day, I have to navigate now going in to get my benefits. Now I have a new portal because I have the benefit provider. And now I have to figure out how the heck they operate and how you put claims through. And then I just got new car insurance too. I had to figure out how the heck does that work? Then the other day I had to get like my, uh, I put my title for my car in my name and the DMV now has a portal that you have to operate. And between all these things, I really feel like it's natural to have fatigue because your brain becomes really, really familiar with what you use all the time that I find myself looking at everything. Like it's my like Gmail, like everything should be set up that way. (laughs) It's just, I mean, it's only natural. Look at all these things we have to sign into. It's almost like muscle memory, like certain functions. I'm like, all right, I know exactly what I'm doing. But like I was on Facebook, like I randomly check in on Facebook because I'm still looking for like furniture or random things on like Facebook marketplace. And I saw 
this video of uh, Cape Hatteras, one of the houses. Did you see this? It was like a house that just washed into the ocean. Oh my God, no. I'll send you, yeah, I'll send you a screen recording of it because it was crazy. But I went to go show my coworker and it was a vertical video. And when I clicked on the expand box, it turned it sideways so that it wasn't filling up the whole screen. And I was like, God darn it. How do I turn my phone and fix this? I'm like, I feel like my parents right now not being able to know how to use my phone. Oh my God. And I have those moments more and more. Yeah, I... It's so true that I think you could be really any age because think about it this way. If you're in the TikTok generation and like that is the primary social media, I feel like Facebook probably looks really weird or something like LinkedIn. I think that is one of the slower platforms to kind of keep up with the social trends. And we had to learn to use LinkedIn really early in college just to be in the business school and like set yourself up and all that. And I'm on it all the time now for work. But I think about that, like when, if someone is born maybe five or so years ago and they're really growing up like with TikTok in the forefront of everything, do they even like care about Twitter? Do they know how to use Facebook or does it feel like it's just completely from another universe? I think it's also an issue if they're just growing up, you know, with TikTok and stuff, because now everything is all the video clips are so short and so quick that people don't have an attention span anymore. I know it is. It's scary. And from a marketing perspective, we talk about this all the time because if, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, I never really went into depth with what my career was, even though we have an entire career episode, but I write long form content for a living. So I'm writing blog posts and like guides and eBooks and things along those lines, reports, but who actually consumes content that way? So we're constantly talking about that, that how, I mean, we can write all we want, but the way you're going to get someone there is to still do the reels or the Instagram captions or the really short, punchy emails and things like that. It's just funny how, I don't know, it's really changes so much about even like how to reach those people. So now you see brands that they're never going to be able to like put up a billboard with more than four words on it. No one will read it. I know that's the, I, well, I guess it's cool and it's bad. It's cool in that, like I'm going into the city right now and I like looking at all of the super creative signs and you will notice it's either like a shocking image or something that catches your eye, but it's not a ton of words on whatever the billboard is. And people on the flip side, people are still doing billboards and they're still doing magazine ads and they're still doing blogs and things like that. Like what you're still doing for work, but you have to also mix in how, you know, younger people and people of, you know, the more recent generations, how they're absorbing it as well to really reach, you know, the maximum potential of your market. And I think we're kind of on the in-between, like I'll still read through a blog post on something that I'm interested in and I'll sit there and put the time into it. But I feel like people maybe, you know, 10 years, 15 years or so, well, not 15 years, because I don't know that they would really read stuff, but like even 10 years younger than me, they're not going to be sitting there scrolling through a blog post. They're going to want to find the shortest, quickest thing that they can, you know, read and then move on. Sometimes I wonder if we're going to go like really far in this direction that we're going right now too far that we never come back or I get this sense that there's a novelty 
to almost like being so disconnected from technology that it's almost becoming cool or rebellious or, you know, whatever it is to not be on social media. Like I know a lot of people, even me, like I made the decision that I don't need my personal account on Instagram anymore because I don't even use it for me. Like I don't use it to, you know, I'm not gonna, of course I will post like vacation stuff or whatever, but that was all I was ever using it for. And I like to keep up with other people, but there is such a fine line and I, I get exhausted of myself. Like I could probably spend two hours scrolling and getting lost on social media before I'm like, kind of just don't want to pick up my phone for the next three days after that. But I know a lot of people are very tuned into it, but I think there will come a time where that exhaustion just sinks in and you realize at the end of the day, you are watching pretty much the same content over and over again. And the trends and the sounds like, that was really cool at first on TikTok and Reels. And I don't know if you feel this way because I know everyone sees different things. But on mine, it's like I'm trying really hard to like engage and to watch these things. But every time I flip up, it's the same song and the same sound and the same day. Yeah. I mean, it does get stuck in my head, though. Like I literally posted a TikTok on my personal Instagram story the other day because that song and dance had been stuck in my head for so long. I was home by myself and I was like, you know what? I'm just going for it. Um, but they do get in an annoying way stuck in your head because it is so repetitive, but I'm still at the stage where like, I'm not sick of it just yet. I'm noticing that it's all repetitive, but I just scroll through them and hope for, you know, three posts that I actually enjoy out of maybe the 100 that I actually ended up scrolling through. But I know I'll hit that wall one day. Yep. And I'm, I mean, I can't say anything because you posted that TikTok and I'm like, you go girl. I was almost going to ask you, I was like, <laughs> can you like save that video so we could post it on the podcast account? But, um, I saw that and today I just posted a reel and almost used the same exact sound. It just didn't go perfectly with like, Oh, I hate that. I even said, just said perfectly, but anyway, it didn't go well with what the text on my little reel was. But I was like, oh my God, yeah, like, because ever since you posted that, it's been stuck in my head. So that's the power of it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not like, I think, well, did you hear about this Instagram thing about how um, original content is going to be now much more rewarded in the algorithm? No, I don't really even know how the algorithms work in general, but it's a very interesting science. I do know that. It is super interesting and I'll say half of my knowledge of it comes from pure curiosity because of course I'm trying to like grow business on there but the other half comes from again just being in marketing and like our own company that I work for is trying you know obviously to figure out how to master it and how to navigate all these changes and where we fall into that but essentially Instagram came out basically saying that like they want to reward original content in terms of, so if you do a reel, it used to like right now, it's like, oh, you pick the trending sounds, like that will get your reel put onto more people's like, I don't really know what it's called, like a reel feed or whatever. Um, So more people have a chance of seeing you. And I feel like that definitely has worked because for me, I've gotten more views on a reel before than I have followers. So like, obviously it's there's something to that and I think people have mastered that but 
they're saying they're going to like kind of shift it a little bit so that they also want to reward you if you're making the you know when like it says original audio like yeah you're putting out like your voice or like we take a snippet from our podcast and we put that into a reel that they want to reward that as well um and they want to basically not like I don't know what the right word is they don't want to punish these accounts but like you know accounts that are just like curated accounts so cat pictures or influencers in the wild or like New York City style so it's like basically someone's running an account that's blowing up with content but none of it's actually their own it's like curated yeah. so they're a set I think that what they're trying to do is make it so that accounts like that can still have a place on Instagram, but they don't want to discourage people who like will try so hard and post like maybe original art or like photography or whatever they're trying to do and never get seen because it just doesn't go viral. I think that's actually, you know, a really cool thing because a lot majority of the accounts that I follow, even if it's, you know, a trending sound or whatever, the content is still the same. And I get it because you're taking inspiration from somebody else. So like if it's a dance video, they're giving dance credit or if it's a, you know, style your day looks with me or something there, people are giving credit for the most part, at least um, to the people that they got inspiration from. But nowadays it's turning from inspiration to just copycat. Like it's all the same content. Some of them are even shot from like the same angles and stuff, which kind of gets annoying on my end and it makes me not want to you know scroll through those accounts whereas if you see more variety and Instagram wanting to promote those you're going to see less repetitive things and get more value for what you're seeing yeah I agree and I think that it's such a weird time to be a creator because like okay so obviously the pure reason behind my Instagram account is for me to be able to share like my authentic views and what I've learned about nutrition and wellness and what, how I feel about our relationships to like body food, all that. And at the end of the day, the way it's been, and I say, I'm using myself as an example, but I know I've like heard a lot of people talk about this is that you want to be authentic. Like that's what you are at the core. Like that's what you're there to offer, but you kind of get pushed to the back and you don't get seen and you can't grow or reach the people you want if you don't behave in a way like everyone else so like they're by you know having the trending sounds like yeah you could you know pick your own song that you think is really cool and goes with it but you know that it's not rewarded right it doesn't have the little arrow up that says it's trending or like the if you want to go rogue with reels and just like or even if you didn't want to do reels at all, I feel like it's so hard and you're putting like between a rock and a hard place because you know that if you don't do reels, your account just kind of flops. So it's like a hard balance between, yeah, be super authentic and do your own thing and get creative, but also stick within these guidelines. So yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah. That's I don't I wouldn't be able to be a full-time influencer like you get a taste for bliss as far as you know posting reels and posting content that's going to draw people in um but for the most part like the people that I see on TikTok that are posting you know 12 15 videos a day 
I don't know how they do it. I really would not be able to keep up with it. Yeah, I've seen behind the scenes videos because this is um, my, what do they call that? I guess I want to say sick obsession, but I feel like that's harsh and not what I'm going for. Uh, Uh, Guilty pleasure? Yes, my guilty pleasure. (laughs) Much better. Um, I think my guilty obsession. (laughs) I know, like a sick obsession. Hmm, That doesn't sound so great. Really selling myself here for everyone to go follow me, right? Um, But I, mine right now has been going on to any influencer who has a vlog and like going and watching the behind the scenes of how, what their day is like, or, you know, what they're doing. So I saw one the other day where it's like, you know, content shooting day and literally like as if it's like Kim K going on Saturday Night Live, outfits lined up, timing of each one, hair shifting to this. And they like, I don't want to say they and I don't want to say everyone does this, but this individual basically set time aside for like an entire Sunday and did reels and TikToks and all this stuff and all her brand deals for probably like a week's worth of reels so it's interesting because like it's a smart way to work and if that's your full-time job I mean that's like that's how I operate in my job is we're I'm never just writing one thing like I'm doing bits and pieces and batching my work together so that we can put out a ton of content but it's just funny to see like how this is evolving into like such a structured process and when people think you know Like, I don't know if people think this anymore, but like, I do think there's a misunderstanding that if someone is really blowing up and putting out a ton of content that they're just like, have no time on their hands. It's quite the opposite for most people where it literally takes over your life. So like, you might've quit your full-time job, but now you're working 24 seven. Yep. And that's been one of the biggest things that I've seen. A lot of the influencers nowadays, I feel like are getting a lot more transparent with what they're making and like what they're charging for things and also the time and effort that goes into it like i think we've talked about her before but jenna palick or palick however you say it um i follow her on tiktok she's a big tiktoker i don't know that she's on youtube but she posts what she charges for ads and posts and she gets very transparent about all the struggles that go with being an influencer because i feel like it's still even though it's so common these days and businesses are realizing how essential it is, it still has that way about it where I guess people don't, like you said, they don't take it seriously. Um, But she goes into all the details like, and in order to finance the car, the bank wouldn't approve what she was providing as far as her income, which is insane because she's making well over six figures. It's just, they're not yet accepting of that you know, form of income, which is a struggle in and of itself, right? She had a full-time job with benefits and things like that. This is a more fruitful career, yet she's still kind of being punished for it because it's not as accepted yet into society. Yeah, I have so much empathy for people who have, especially when there's people with kids and stuff, but it's a really big leap to take. And I'll tell you, like, I am such a small, small, small example, and I wouldn't even put myself in any sort of large category because I don't give my Instagram the time of day like I need to or want to in order to like make it 
what I envisioned it being when I created it. But I, every single time I post, I still get this like, it just feels weird. And I don't walk around saying to people, oh yeah, like I have this account and I'm really passionate about it. And I think that's a little sad that a lot of people do have that feeling where you'd think by the way that they're confident on stories and reels and stuff that they would go around saying like, I love doing this and this is my account and follow me. But at the same time, there is just such a stigma about it that it feels like an automatic disapproval in a way or that there's going to be judgment. And I always think about that when I post things of just like, oh, this person viewed my story. Like, I wonder if it's someone who genuinely cares about what I'm posting or if it's someone who's like, oh God, what did she post today? And I mean, I shouldn't care. No one should care. But I think that there's definitely going to be a shift in the world of influencing. And I really do hope that they start to change these labels because like, I would never consider myself an influencer. I would more so consider myself a content creator, but I also don't participate in like brand deals in the ways that a lot of people do to make their income. But I think that like the titling and like being able to- I hate that word influencer. It just sounds like, I don't know the word to describe it. Like not floozy, but like, I don't know. It just, it doesn't have a good connotation to it in my mind for what you you know the work that actually goes into it like it doesn't sound like it fits the actual job yeah and it sounds like a controller like influencer uh, in theory yes you're influencing someone to maybe like purchase or look into various brands or maybe you're influenced like I feel like inspiration is like a much better word that people would want to get behind but um it's just the whole concept behind it is that it shouldn't be that you want to like make people clones of you. And I don't think most people approach it that way, but there's something really positive that can come out of it and is coming out of it, especially when you're saying like people are opening up. Like, I think that's the theme of 2021 going into 2022 is so many people will just tell you like, I'm having a awful day today or I need to take a break because I can't look at my social media anymore. And the more that we do that, I think maybe this world will evolve where we won't see it as like the influencers versus everyone. I started going through a phase when I was in school of going off of Instagram, like during stressful times, I would be like, okay, during finals, I'm, you know, not deleting my account, but deleting the signing out and deleting the app from my phone for, you know, the two months leading up to finals or midterms or whatever it was. And then that kind of almost became a tradition. You know, once every couple of months, I would just delete the app from my phone. So I wasn't completely getting rid of my Instagram account because I liked having those memories and my archives to look back on, you know, my different things I was doing at different times in my life. But I just needed that off of my phone. One, because I was addicted to it myself just scrolling and two I would just compare where I was at in my life with other people like oh well that person also has finals but they're still looking happy and dressing cute and having fun or you know this person is doing super well in their job and making a ton of money and I'm not working and I'm still in school so I kind of just wanted it out of sight out of mind and I feel like you said that's super popular nowadays and it's good for the brain like I started 
doing what you had talked about on our last episode when we were talking about routines and not checking your phone in the morning and at night. And it's honestly very relaxing to do that. I did that the past like two days. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's like a, I don't know. It's like a healthy rebellion. I've been doing it with the news too. Like I used, I got really addicted to watching that um, in my first hour of work. And I was like, you know what? I could control this. And like, it's so freeing. I think because of everything we're saying and how much social media kind of like, it's the source of where you're going to get updates. It's the source of when you're going to see if like your friends are doing things or this person's doing that, or people are trying to contact you or tag you or whatever it's so nice to disconnect from that and to think that that's how we lived our lives for how many years like probably 15 to 16 before any of this became a thing is I like cherish that and I I do hope my kids get to experience that I hope so too I think all the time like what kind of world are we going to be raising our kids in like what kind of technology is going to be out there what are people's mindsets going to be around it it's like it's very scary to think about. Seriously. Oh my God. I, well, I think that that is a topic that, oh my God, I would love to, there's so many topics and so many things that we want to cover, but I think that's one that uh, we can, yeah, definitely do a deep dive into and maybe get like a cool guest on. And before on the topic of guests, I want to give you guys an exciting update about our Tuesday episode. But before that, Allie, what is the biggest thing you're looking forward to this weekend? This weekend, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to, well, there's two things. One, I'm going home on Saturday to my parents to officially clear out my room and bring all of my stuff back to Union Beach because right now it's only been one laundry basket full of clothes that I've been living off of. And I'm also getting my first Sunday dinner. We're just doing it on a Saturday with my whole family since my brother and I have moved out. So I'm excited to start that new tradition. What are you most excited for? Oh my God, that's so exciting. Side note, but um, wow. You know, so I asked you this question because I knew you'd have a good answer. And trying to think this entire time you've been talking of what mine is. And the truth is, you know, we said we'd be real and honest. The truth is, I really don't have any plans this weekend. And that has been kind of the case for the past two weekends. And while on some level, I feel like that's maybe like a little sad. I like it. It's also my fault because I bailed on Saturday to get dinner with my family. Well, okay, <laughs> you yeah. have a sad plan. We were, we were going to have plans, but that's the thing though, is I like being able to say I'm available. So, you know, something's going to come up, you know, it always does. And I kind of like going into the weekend on a Friday, knowing that, you know, I can go where the wind blows type of thing. We also have really awful weather going on in New Jersey, like at least through the weekend. So I think that knowing that next weekend, um, I'm going to be leaving for San Diego and then it's Memorial Day weekend. And then we're getting into like the kind of the rush of the summer. I'm kind of embracing the fact that I don't have much going on. So I was in a weird way, I'm most excited to just have the time to wake up and be like, okay, what is it that I want to do today? And then a total like maybe thing is that CJ is supposed to get some news about his career. I'll just leave it at that. 
um, tomorrow. So maybe, I'm, yeah, I want to do like a little celebration with him um, at some point this weekend. So there'll be things going on, I'm sure, but not much I can report on currently. Well, that's always the best way to go into a weekend is I'm not completely booked up. And then as things come up, you can fill them in and then it makes it more fun and exciting. Yeah, for sure. And talk about exciting. Okay. So I promised you an update. We will be back on Tuesday as always. Our episodes come out on Tuesday, but we have a really exciting guest. Um, So I posted this on our Instagram today. If you have any questions for her, but we are having um, my good friend Marissa on the podcast, and she is actually a small business owner in New Jersey. She started up during the pandemic, and she's just killing it. So we wanted to have her on to really talk about kind of the concept of building a small business and like building a brand. And I mean, she is just she's doing all of this and making it work. And you know, I'm always impressed with what she posts. So. We'll definitely leave her intro for you to look into her, but um, definitely drop your questions and think about anything from like, you know, if you've been thinking about maybe starting something or you're trying to express your creativity or you have a dream that you want to chase, you know, I'm always talking about that. We're so excited to have her on and that will be released on Tuesday at midnight. Well, with that, everyone have a great weekend, whether you're running out and about, getting errands done, or just relaxing friends and family. Make it the best one, and we look forward to chatting with you on Tuesday. Yep, and now Allie can get back to her drive. See you. (laughs) Bye. I wanted to share with you all that you may or may not know I do have an Etsy shop and the reason I created it was essentially to put out some planner templates um, that I use to just kind of keep my mental health in check and to keep me organized, keep my mental health a priority, and also just prioritize all of the things I've got going on between work, between Think Well by Jess, my Instagram account, and also of course this podcast and bringing it to you every week. So that being said, I am offering 50% off of any of my templates. They're very inexpensive, $5 or under. It's a printable template or you can download it and use it on a tablet or a laptop. I have daily planner templates that I use every single day. I have weekly planner templates. I have monthly intention setting. And of course, I have a routine planner. So if you're interested, you can head to Etsy and search Think Well, Plan Well. And again, you can get 50% off by using the code mindset. So that's think well, plan well on Etsy and using the code mindset will get you 50% off. We'll also have the link available in the show notes for you. Back to the episode.